Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi, it's Dr. Will Cole. This podcast is the manifesto for a new breed of health seekers. This is the art of being well. What's up and welcome to the art of being well. I am a leading functional medicine doctor. I get to consult people around the world via webcam and I'm a New York Times bestselling author. I wrote Intuitive Fasting, The Inflammation Spectrum, Ketotarian, and my brand new book, Gut Feelings. If you want to learn more about my clinical work, the telehealth center, becoming a patient, we actually have brand new telehealth patient options now open. And there's lots of free resources there for you as well. You can check it all out at drwillcole.com. That's D-R-W-I-L-L-C-O-L-E.com. And listeners of The Art of Being Well, we are giving away free signed books every single month, no matter when you listen to this episode. All you have to do for a chance to win is head on over to Apple Podcast and rate and review The Art of Being Well there. Tell us what you love about the show, you can leave your Instagram handle in the Apple Podcast review itself, or you can take a screenshot of the Apple Podcast review and message me on Instagram at Dr. Will Cole. And every month, my team and I will be going through the Instagram messages as well as the Apple Podcast reviews themselves. And then I'll reach out to you and I'll ask, hey, what book you want me, do you want me to sign? And I'll sign it and I'll send it to you. It's going to be fun. All right, let's get to today's guest. His name is Jean-Philippe Riopi, or just Riopi. That's what I call him. Riopi is a French-English pianist and composer who rose to global prominence through his original compositions without any formal musical training. After a difficult upbringing in rural France, Riopi found both solace and success in the piano, going on to be named a prestigious young Steinway artist and was gifted a piano by Coldplay's Chris Martin to support his work. His three albums, Riopi, Tree of Light, and Bliss, have garnered over 550 million global streams in recent years and found particular resonance with listeners during the pandemic who connected with Ryobi's exceptional ability to spread healing through music. Let's get right to it. This is Ryobi's Art of Being Well. Ryobi, thanks so much for coming on the podcast. I'm such a fan of yours. This is truly uh, an honor for me to be talking with you. 
Thank you. Very nice to meet you, finally. <laughs> I know, it's been a long time coming. So I'm so interested about just use, how you use music, what it does for people, and the, the, the impact you're having on people around the world. Can we start at the genesis of where your craft with music began? Where did your calling with music originate? Oh, wow. We're going deep. <laughs> We're going... Let's go way back. Let's go way back. Where, where did it begin? I mean, uh, I mean, long story short, I think it all started with, you know, with, uh, I mean, with pain, actually, right? I mean, that's probably how it started. Uh, I, I started, I was two, two years old and very attracted to the piano. We had an old piano and I, w I was just go there, you know, every time, you know, every time I could, I was just going and try and tingle, you know, the ivory keys and step by step, I was developing my own little world. That's how it started. Wow. So was you mentioned pain. What 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 did that look like? I mean, do you find that to be the case for many musicians? Is that it's really pain that kind of is the compulsion to that craft? I thought uh, so for a long time. And that's why I was like, all right, that, that could explain why some musicians, you know, take so many drugs and blah, blah, blah. And and actually it, it wasn't. It was more, you know, the way you, you focus. Right. And and basically, when you really love something, you put your intent, right? And where you put your intent, you put your energy and then a dedication. And that's what I did. So as I was very young, you know, I wouldn't understand it, but I had a kind of, you know, I wasn't very lucky, you know, at the start of my life, like I guess so many people, especially nowadays, right? And and I took it as an opportunity, right? So I was so, you know, obsessed with, with the music, the sound and 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 numbers, you know, for me it was all about mm -hmm. numbers and symmetry and 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 how, you know, rhythm. And that's how I kind of like took this little flame or this little spark and it started growing and growing. And then it was in my mind all the time, all the time, all the time. So, you know, I would wake up at night and just going, you know, to the piano and touch the keys and then having a, a new song and, you know, and just, yeah, like this. Got it. And you grew up in France, right? Yeah, absolutely. What, yeah. what, what part of France? What was your youth like? What was growing up like? Uh, I grew up in a, you know, in, in a sect, basically, in a, you know, in, in a kind of religious cult. So it wasn't, wasn't great, obviously. But it was a very kind of a lonely childhood as well, you know, which I think made it even probably better for the music at the end of the day. Uh, but it was, yeah, that, yeah, that's uh, <laughs> it's not it's not easy to go to go back there, and I wouldn't know where to start. But it was it was a bit, you know, it was a bit of a yeah, a bit tough. And honestly, only share what you're comfortable sharing. But I, I'm fascinated. We talk a lot about spirituality on the podcast and how it impacts wellness and our physical health. Yeah. And also things that could be, you know, not maybe guys to spirituality, but really be toxic and religious and, and very hurtful for our health. What type of religious sect was this? What was it like? What, what's one specifically? Again, like long story short, the guru, the leader, let's say, you know, she, she used to be in a bigger cult and then she started her own, <laughs> you know, and, uh, and, you know, basically really manipulating, you know, psychologically, you know, physically, you know, emotionally, everybody. And, and right. I mean, my mother was very young, you know, she was 22. She, she had me and my brother and blah, blah, blah. And basically we ended up in this kind of very, very controlled environment, you know, but to a very like, yeah, to dangerous level of, of control because it was on our act of every day, every minute, uh, you know, I was living. So I was not allowed mm -hmm. to, 
have really access to the outside world and you know in tv and, and blah 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 and blah 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 and so and so on well I, i'm fascinated by this i I'm, and how it was very i'm sure very formative of how you found found solace in music and I, do you feel like if you weren't didn't grow up that way do you feel like you would still be doing what you're doing do you feel like music would still be the the, the made the impact that it has over your life it's a very good question. I don't think it had to be this way, but at the same time, when you have a, you know, I think the bigger the challenge, the bigger the reward. And uh, and it's true that, you know, I went through very, very tough challenges, you know, I grew up like this and uh, my whole childhood was stolen and, and, and it was horrible. But through that, I discovered, you know, my love, you know, probably for music that much. And, and it was like a, you know the, the the way to heal basically and that's why you have a lot of hope in my music and a lot of rhythm and a lot and, and that's what i hear you know at my gigs you know two days ago i was uh, i mean actually yesterday i just came back from brussels and i had this you know um, beautiful concert and when i have these people coming to me and sharing i think this this wavelength right and 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 tell me how much you know my music made them feel good and they were crying the whole way and it's it's beautiful so did it come from uh, that maybe because it helped opening a door, you know, I needed a safety. I needed hope. Hope was, you know, and still my word, you know, hope. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And we're, well, I can't wait to get into that. How long were you in the cult? Was it your child, entire childhood? Was it years or? Oh, yeah, yeah, no. I left, I was uh, the day of my 18th birthday. It's the day <laughs> I cried the most in my entire life. Uh, wow. So you you were there your entire childhood. Was it a Christian type call? Was it an Eastern sort of yogic call? What 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 did it look like? No, not really. It was it was a weird. It, I mean, it was really weird. And uh, you know, though the issue when when it's all you know, you only realize it later and later and later, right? And I mean, the main issue I started, I guess, to kind of wake up when I was, you know, like fourteen, fifteen, sixteen. You know, the kind of you know, like teenage years, because I was like. If God is love, if God, you know, loves everybody and is about, you know, yeah, just love, why, why am I being punished all the time? Why am I being beaten up? Why am I, you know, suffering like this? Like, you know, it wouldn't make sense, you know. And so I was questioning more and more. And the more I was questioning, the more the, the guru was after me and, and basically was, you know, like, was hell. I mean, literally. Right. And that's what happens with cults when you, they don't want you to question, right? So... As you were getting older and questioning, 18 comes around. I know when people leave cults, they there's sometimes excommunication. You can't see the loved ones that are still in the cult. Was that the case for you? What did that look like? Yeah, I couldn't see my brothers and sisters and and and, and anyone. I just, you know, and uh, yeah, the door w was closed and I didn't see any of them for roughly 15 years. Wow. So, yeah. But you see them now? Are they Have they all left by now? Yeah, I do, and uh, and I love them so much, and 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 it's obviously you know we we cannot go back you know to to what we lost, but at least now we've got a good relationship and you know working on it and and try to be the best we can, right? I mean, yeah, you know, I don't regret why because regrets don't help me grow up and be a better person. So now we just try and see you know the present and the future and and be you know the best we can. They're happy, they're healthy, they have jobs, you know they. They, they turned out okay. So that's the most important. Yeah, absolutely. Is the cult still around or is it dissolved? 
at this point? Uh, you know, I believe in the kind of a karma and law, law of attraction, right? The guru is still alive. I mean, you know, two years ago, there was some very big French TV, you know, doing a, you know, a, yeah. So I went on national television uh, talking about it. Why did I do it? Because I think people need to understand that the freedom really comes from here. And we all, you know, think, oh, this one is right. I would follow him. And basically, you've got so many calls everywhere. And uh, and when a call starts, it always starts with a good idea, right? A good intent. And then you, you get the control. So uh, to answer the question, the, you know, when I talked about it, a lot of people wouldn't really believe me because you live in a call. So I'm sure you can understand that. You leave something, you know, you know, you experience something. And then people are like, oh, yeah, it's probably, you know, talking bullshit and blah, blah, blah. And then on the other side, you've got, you know, the people that, you know, you kind of grew up with in the call were like, oh, it's so it's very, very hard psychologically and very lucky because then uh, the television and the journalists, you know, got confirmation by, you know, the army, you know, the, the secret services, like, you know, the whole thing in France. Yeah, that's true. And, you know, everything he said, you know, was true. So it was a big, a massive kind of catharsis, right? And I know the guru saw that she's still alive. Her husband died. Her daughter died. You know, she lost everything. Mm. Did, it, did the cult have a name? What was the name of it? No, there is. It wasn't really a name. I mean, it was the name of a of a castle they they grew up in. But then they were moving all, all the time. I think she she had a very good experience, you know, growing up, you know, being in another cult before, and then starting her own. So we were still going to school, you know, but in a very funny way. So it was a uh, was kind of you know very very special. Yeah. Did did you live in sort of a commune, or did you like still live on your own growing up? Yes and no. Yes, we had, you know, the guru giving us people to live with, with us and, you know, she, and, and the guru would come every day to the house and say, you know, do this, do that, be like this, blah, blah, blah. I mean, it's, uh, you know, they would, yeah, they would just say, you know, you have too much ego and we need to break that. So then, you know, mm. they, they, yeah. Fascinating. It is so important for us to be mindful about maintaining muscle strength, muscle health, for longevity. If you're interested in living a long, healthier life and supporting longevity, you have to be looking at maintaining muscle health. And up until now, there hasn't really been many supplements on the market to support something called mitophagy, which I'm fascinated about the science of mitophagy, which is the flushing out of old damaged mitochondria, sort of an autophagy for the mitochondria. And it's very much needed for maintaining muscle health and supporting longevity across the board. So when I discovered this new compound called urolithin A, I was very intrigued. It's derived from pomegranate, but it's very, very hard, nearly impossible to eat or drink enough pomegranates to get the scientifically proven therapeutic dose that's in the scientific literature. This is where a product called Mitopure from Timeline Nutrition comes in. They've created three unique ways to get your daily dose of 500 milligrams. That's what the research is showing. 500 milligrams of urolithin A every day in their products. You can get it in something called Mitopure. They've got a delicious vanilla protein powder that combines muscle building protein with the cellular energy of Mitopure and a berry powder that easily mixes into smoothies or just about any drink. 
And also their soft gels for travel, which I also take those on a regular basis, probably out of all three, that's one I take. But what I would recommend is for you to try their starter packs. You can try each one and see which one you like the best. Mitopure is the first product to offer a precise dose of urolithin A to upgrade your mitochondria, your cellular energy factories, to increase their function, increase cellular energy throughout the day, and improve muscle strength and muscle endurance. It actually took 10 years of research to bring this potent product to market, and I'm personally glad it did because it works. I noticed such a difference in my workouts, such a difference in my brain function and energy, and I know I'm supporting my cellular health and longevity. Timeline is offering 10% off your first order of Mitopure. Go to timelinenutrition.com slash willcole and use code willcole to get 10% off your first order. That's T-I-M-E-L-I-N-E-N-U-T-R-I-T-I-O-N.com slash willcole. Timelinenutrition.com slash willcole. I recommend, again, the trying their starter pack with all three formats. If you have listened to The Art of Being Well for any given time, you know how much I am such a fan of ClearStem and the brilliant minds behind it. ClearStem is a revolutionary skincare brand that is both anti-aging and anti-acne with zero hormone disruptors or toxins. This amazing brand was founded in San Diego by two amazing women who are friends of the show and friends of me personally, Danielle and Kaylee, who've been on the podcast twice. The first time they blew your mind, so we had to have them come back. If you haven't listened to those episodes, go back and listen to both the episodes that Kaylee and Danielle from ClearStem have been on the podcast. ClearStem, again, is anti-aging, anti-acne, and non-toxic all at the same time. It was formulated by the acne guru herself, Danielle, and she shares all her wisdom on the episodes and she provides these amazing products for all of you. There are zero pore clogging ingredients and zero toxins in these products. It's based on over eight years of clinical work at the San Diego Acne Clinic, and they also have this amazing new formula, the hormonal acne supplement called Mind Body Skin that is the best natural alternative to Accutane. So you have to go to clearstemskincare.com and use code WILLCOLE for 15% off your order. That's clearstemskincare.com. Use code WILLCOLE at checkout for 15% off. I'm Arielle Laurie, host of the Blonde Files podcast, where every Wednesday I cover all things wellness. After nearly dying from addiction almost nine years ago, I have been on a mission to live my best, most fulfilled life. And I'm sharing everything with you from how to achieve optimal health and well-being to the best beauty tips and even cosmetic procedures. I cover it all with raw, candid conversations with the industry's top experts and inspirational guests. Make sure to subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. So you were young and you taught yourself to, to play the piano yourself. You were completely self-taught at that start, correct? Yeah, fully, fully self-taught, yeah. Wow. Do you feel like that was a gifting that was just innate? I mean, what did that early, I can only imagine, it probably was immersive, but what, what did that initial teaching you yourself how to play the piano, what did that look like? 
it's funny because as I taught myself the piano, I taught myself everything else, right? I think if you put again, you know, you intern towards something and you try out, right? I mean, I was, you know, I still remember it, right? Listening to one note and then another one and then counting. I was counting all the time, right? Because it was my self coping mechanism. So I had a lot of, uh, you know, OCDs. But those OCDs, I think we were, in the end, it worked out, you know. So, <laughs> yeah. so you start, you know, using this and then you, you do, you know, then I was doing some arpeggios, one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, three, two, one, three, three. And, and then, you know, going faster and faster and then the rhythm. So it, I, I find it funny because it's almost like it was organizing itself, you know. I was taking a theme and then two notes. Okay, I want this. I want to try this. Oh, this sounds good. So I was just listening, you know, rather than learning something from it's a different part of the mind, right? I mean, of the brain. Mm. And that's how I started music. So I was, I've always been composing, you know, I, I started mm -hmm. like this. Yeah. Well, and I know a lot of people became aware of your work over the pandemic specifically. So I'd love to talk about that and, you know, how your music and the sound that you put out in the world it was really a, a sense of brought a sense of peace and comfort to people in a in a strange time, a scary time, isolating time in human history. I heard, first heard about you. I don't know if I've told you this before, but I first heard about you. I was taking a Peloton class during the pandemic. It was a meditation. Uh, it was a DT a DT's uh, class, I think it was. And I, and I was in the middle of, of the lockdown over and they had an entire Ryopi meditation class on Peloton. What, what was that like? And just during that season of life, I think your music spoke to a lot of people. So what was that? What were those years like, like, like for you? I, mean, I don't even realize, I think I'm really happy, but you know, the funny thing, it was when the pandemic started, you know, just before that, I had a world tour planned, right? Uh, it was, you know, in Asia, in the US, everything, and I was very excited. And then the pandemic arrives, boom, everything went to ashes. And then I'm like, oh, what am I going to do, you know? And and I didn't really stress out much because, you know, it's life, you, you don't control anything. So I was, you know, I was just doing my live and I did, you know, some stuff online and and then, yeah, I was seeing that pe people were picking up on my music and sending me more and more messages. And and that was extraordinary for me, you know, to receive so many personal, very, 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 very personal messages from people, the, you know, what, the experience they have towards my music. Because how can I, you know, my experience towards my own music is very, was very difficult and, and tough and, you know, and painful. And I received messages from people saying how much my music has helped them, you know, mm -hmm. has helped them grow and feel better and going through death and loss and, you know, and, and a lot of very dark times. And that is the most beautiful. And, you know, because I feel useful, I feel good, you know, that you, you yeah, you do something that helps people that much for sure. That, that's the mm -hmm. most beautiful thing for me. I, it's amazing. Absolutely. And for people that haven't, listen to your music yet. They're obviously going to listen after this conversation. How would you describe it? I mean, this thing that we're talking about, this art that we're talking about, how would you describe it? <laughs> it's, it, it's tough because, you know, first of all, we, we have a lot of, you know, preconceived ideas about, about everything. All I can say is uh, actually quite a few people at my gigs come and say, hey, 
you know, I don't like piano. I don't like, you know, I listen to like hardcore metal. I listen to hip hop music. I had that in Brussels, you know, yesterday. And it's like, but your music has something that just takes me to another level. And I think that's why it's good to experience life as well, because it's my life that I put through, you know, this music. So, of course, you have some very mellow and, and very slow. And then you also have some very, very energetic, full of life, full of rhythm, full of, you know. So it's like I'm using the piano, but has a full as a full orchestra. That's how I see it, because mm. I was free to do so. Right. That's why using all the, you know, all the notes, everything I could, 88 keys, just, you know, and everything goes together and it's mixing rhythms and, and frequencies and vibrations. And then the pedal, I feel like I'm you know, like, like driving, you know, like driving a car, driving, it's always, so you have this feeling of, you know, of running escape, you know, and hope and, you know, going to, for me, at least when I was making all of this, when I am making all of this, going somewhere for a better world, you know, something that just gets out and, right. I don't know if that makes any sense. (laughs) Oh, it makes complete sense. So it sounds like quite a spiritual experience for you and intense, but creative, but yet spiritual experience. Do you see it as a spiritual uh, process? So I have an issue with the the spiritual word, but I would yes. imagine so. I would imagine so. So let's talk about that. So I, I was actually a part two of that question was, I wonder if your whole concept of spirituality has shifted because of your upbringing. You know, it's funny. I, I always say, you know, the piano saved my life uh, the first time. And, uh, and then meditation saved me the, the second time. Because, you know, I thought, all right, I'm making my music and that's all I'm going to do and that's all I'm going to leave, you know. And, and basically, it would be, it's funny going back to, you know, to your past, you know, all these emotions coming back to you. But anyway, so, you know, fighting through music, right? That's what I did. And, and then one day I make a living, right? I make a living on my music, uh, you know, I'm, and I'm still very, very, very tense, very anxious, very depressed. I still have this trauma in my body, basically. And I didn't really understand it at the time. I mean, I, I've got a very good example. I did this big event in uh, 2011, I think it was. Uh, and, the, and you might, I think you know the people. It was, you know, in honor of, of Gwyneth Paltrow uh, at the Art Club in London. Oh, and, uh, I didn't know that. Yeah. I, I, I did not know that. She listens to all, all the episodes. So she's hearing this right now. That's amazing. All right. Oh, well, all right. <laughs> but it was actually a quite, quite a crazy story because uh, I'm invited by Elizabeth, uh, Elizabeth Salzman. So with, you know, Gwyneth Paltrow doing this big thing. And at the time I, you know, it was a bit, yeah, it was a bit surreal, right? So I ended up there with all these people, you know, looking great, being, you know, and, and I remember being with my suit, like absolutely outside of it and be like, whoa, you know, so scared, extremely scared. And at the middle of the dinner, they're like, ding, ding, ding. We've got a special guest, you know. Jean-Philippe Riopi is going to play. And I'm like, oh. And I'm, my whole body shutting off. I'm so, so hot. And I'm like, oh, my <laughs> God. You know, I really thought I was going to pass out because you've got so much pressure. And, and it's not even a concert, right? It's going in the middle of the dinner. You've got everybody looking at you. And you're like, oh, my God. And that was, yeah, 2011, exactly. And so I go on stage. And then I see also um, a husband at the time, Chris Martin at the table. I'm like, oh, God, you know, that was, you know, the, the proper pressure. I got to the piano. I, I play my piece. And I remember when I just finished, I thought like as nobody clapped. And I was like, oh, my God, I, 
I failed, you know, I failed miserably. And then I stand up and people applaud. And and uh, and then, you know, Chris Martin was actually very, very nice and very kind to me. Uh, I mean, so kind to me that they actually got me a, a piano on which I recorded my first album, Riopi, which is just, <laughs> oh just totally insane. Yeah, it's wow, totally insane. That's, that's, a, that's a small it, world. I had no idea about that. It's crazy. Yeah, it was it was absolutely crazy, and yeah, and I composed my track "I Love You" on that piano. I mean, drive, and yeah, I mean, it was just in, 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 incredible. But I mean, I say that because the funny thing is, you know, I started, I was, you know, uh, still, you know, a very struggling musician, and you know, but the amount of pain I was feeling in my body, it was the first time that I realized how much, you know, my my body and my mind, you know, were were connected, because the pain was in my stomach, you know, and I realized that that's how I grew up because mm. with all this anxiety or this stress, I was sick, you know, I was sick yeah. from a very early age because, you know, so I couldn't drink milk. I couldn't, you know, my, my whole body was shutting down already because of the trauma of, of, of my right. life. And then, you know, when I was playing, when I had this, especially this event, because it was very, very scary for me, I still remember the, the pain, you know what I mean? And the whole your whole body got get like not even nervous. It's it's beyond that. You you feel that you're gonna die, and I was like, oh my god, that. But that's what I want to do in my life. You know, play the piano for people. <laughs> How am I gonna do that? <laughs> to live your healthiest, longest life possible, you need to understand what's going on inside. Inside Tracker takes a personalized approach to health and longevity from the most trusted and relevant source: your body. Inside Tracker was created by experts in aging, genetics, and biometric data from Harvard, Tufts, and MIT. Inside Tracker provides personalized health analysis and clear recommendations, plus an action plan on how to live healthier, longer. Inside Tracker can also calculate your biological age. You're going to be shocked by the results here. You can actually see the rate at which you're aging from the inside out compared to your chronological age, as well as ways to lower your biological age. The thing I love most about Inside Tracker is that they give you recommendations on things you can actually control to optimize and support your health, like what foods to focus on based on your labs, which supplements are right for your body based on your data, and what workouts are right for you based on your labs, and other lifestyle choices. And did you know you can use your HSA, HRA, and FSA, the FlexSpend account, health savings account, you to buy any Inside Tracker plan, which means you can purchase Inside Tracker using your tax-free dollars. For a limited time, you can get 20% off the entire Inside Tracker store when you sign up right now. So if you're ready to get a crystal clear picture of what's going on inside your body, along with science-backed recommendations to optimize what's not working for you, then visit insidetracker.com slash art of being well. That's insidetracker.com slash art of being well. Did you know that Americans spend an average of 90% of their time indoors? According to the EPA, indoor air could be two to five times more polluted than outdoor air. And in some cases, it could be 100 times more polluted. New data from the World Health Organization shows that nine out of 10 people breathe air that exceeds WHO pollution limits. And the air pollution is responsible for nearly 7 million premature deaths across the world every single year. 
Airborne allergens are the most common allergy triggers, such as pollen, pet dander, dust mites, and mold. I Look, I see biotoxins like this drive inflammation for so many people. So what's the solution? I am happy to introduce an air purifier that captured the attention of established media outlets such as CNN, Money, ABC, and more. Air Doctor filters out dangerous contaminants and allergens so your lungs don't have to. Air Doctor uses an ultra HEPA filter that's been independently tested to, to remove 99.99% of tested bacteria and viruses. Allergens can vary in size, but the average pollen size is about 25 microns. Air Doctor virtually removes 100% of particulates as small as 0.003 microns in size. I have Air Doctors at the telehealth center here. I have them in my home as well. Air Doctor features whisper jet fans that are 30% quieter than the fans found in ordinary air purifiers. It's very quiet, my friends. I can have meetings with no problem. It's not interrupting. It's not, you know, I don't have to turn it off to be able to hear myself think. These things are quiet and very effective. So head to airdoctorpro.com, use promo code WILLCOLE, and depending on the model, you'll receive up to 40% off you're saving up to 40% off of these amazing air purifiers. Lock this special offer in right now by going to A-I-R-D-O-C-T-O-R-P-R-O.com and use promo code Will Cole. That's airdoctorpro.com. Use promo code Will Cole to get that amazing deal. A few years after that, I started making a living and I was very lucky. I had my piano because at the time, so Chris Martin, so generous and kind, right? Get me my piano, but I didn't have money to put it somewhere. So, because <laughs> so, I was living in you a very small room. on your piano. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oops. So, and obviously, obviously I didn't tell him, you know, because then he invited <laughs> me to his show and I was very kind. He was like, how's the piano? I was like, yeah, it's great. Thank you. <laughs> so, it's on the streets of Paris. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, I was living in London. Oh, okay. Know? Yeah, yeah. I grew. I mean, I kind of. I left France when I was twenty-one, and, uh, and then went to London. But, but you know, two years after that, two thousand thirteen, I make a living. I make, you know, I compose for like, you know, uh, I make advertising and I compose for movie trailers and and you know and and I do some private gigs and stuff. So it really, you know, taking off. And then I was still very, very depressed. And I don't understand. Mm -hmm. I've got my flat. I've got my piano. You know, I'm very lucky. I make a living doing my music. And then I started, you know, having more and more friends because I guess, you know, you're a musician and it's cool. And then I, I don't know how to say it, to say it without being like, but, but let's, uh, you know, uh, fuck it. I just speak my mind. That's what I do. <laughs> you know, everything, all this kind of material and all this thing. And, you know, and I went on, you know, on private jets and, and, you know, and in Asia doing, you know, the crazy life that basically is being ad ad advertised, you know, on TV and in other society, you know, you make money and you're rich and you're very happy. So I wasn't rich, but I had so many friends who were, and I was doing all of this. And I ended up basically having this problem in my soul being like, you know, and I was, you know, drinking a lot and, and, you know, all these parties and, and, and it was killing me because it didn't make me happy. It didn't make me feel mm -hmm. better. And then mm -hmm. I collapsed basically my flat one day, you know, I was stoned as hell and with all everything. And I was like, I can't, it's not healing me. It's not, you know, so all the pain was exaggerated because of all mm -hmm. of this. And my yeah. music, I was just, you know, and the only time I was happy was just making music, but you can't make music 24 hours. Yeah. 
So then I stopped everything, everything. I stopped drinking. I stopped, you know, smoking. I stopped uh, uh, going out. I lost so many friends. <laughs> and, and I didn't care because it was for my survival. I had wow. to do this. And I fasted for like almost, I can't remember exactly, but a long time, almost three weeks. I lost so much weight and, and I had an out-of-body experience. Mm. And it was, and it was absolutely insane. And when I had that, then I started reading books about that. All right. I had this experience, but I grew up in a cult, so it doesn't make sense. You know, I want to understand. I want to go further. So I started reading books. I started basically reading, you know, everything I could find on, on the brain and, and how, how to survive and, and be happy because now, I mean, I really needed this. And it was very hard for me to find answers in the spiritual community community because I grew up in a cult. And, mm -hmm. you know, I so then I bought, you know, like long story again, short, but I, I bought kind of, you know, little tools to help me understand, you know, the brain and how my music also comes from. As I write, mm -hmm. you know, because when, when you make music, it comes from a part of you that you don't really know existed. And, I, I you know, I, I could see that this part was not with the drugs and the alcohol and everything at all, actually. And some people and people like me, when you're too sensitive, when you do, it doesn't work, it's quite the opposite. You know, since I haven't had, you know, a drop of alcohol, I mean, I've, you know, I stopped everything like roughly 10 years ago and, and it changed, it changed my, my entire life. I started, you know, doing all this, like, yeah, starting, you know, going to, you know, doing a lot of yoga and, and meditating every day and then doing, and that's how I ended up doing something with, you know, the Calm app, you know, because I did uh, some, you know, tracks for that because I used all my technical things that I was doing for my music, my own music, taking people somewhere else, right? And then adapting it to, to, to a functional music as well, right? Yeah. And, uh, and that's how I found the kind of piece, you know, I have a very discipline and for my gigs, for example, now, I don't have this pain at all. I'm very happy. I'm feeling great. You know, before that, I do my breathing. I do my yoga. You know, I, I don't eat, actually. I don't, I never eat in the evening, right? It's very, very rare. But I feel better, you know? And uh, and you know that much, much more, you know, more, more than I do. But when you experience it, and I had to because I had so many health problems since I was a kid. And I changed everything, right? That's why I became, you know, literally, you know, a vegan, right? I mean, vegetarian, but vegan more because I don't, mm -hmm. you know, have milk and all this stuff because it gets me gets to my body you know i cannot mm -hmm. eat meat you know same i don't know why my body rejects it uh and when i don't eat much i feel more alive it's easier to cope i feel like you know i i breathe and i had my my label you know more Warner music they came to one of my gigs and and one of the women uh in netherlands she was like sean philippe now i hear you breathe she, mm -hmm. and it was amazing you know that she, she could see it because when i make music now i breathe so, it, and the body's holistic, right? So it just goes and goes and goes. And then the, the energy flows and it's amazing because I can give much, much more, you know, I'm in a good place so I can translate and transcend that to the people in the audience. So the energy gets, you know, much bigger and much more intense. Oh my goodness. I had no idea about that part of your journey and how him to be, and you found wellness. I mean, you really cleaned up your life, became sober and looked at the foods you were eating and meditation and yoga. And my next book is called Gut Feelings. We're actually talking about the things that you, you lived out in your life, how trauma and stress and shame and how that dysregulates your gut brain axis and your nervous system, creating food sensitivities, and inflammation. And, 
and anxiety and, and depression and fatigue and how you really implemented these practices to support the parasympathetic, that gut, that resting, digesting, hormone balanced state to heal. And it's something that I see with patients all the time. And you really integrated these aspects of wellness within your life. Clean Simple Eats is on a mission to elevate lives through food, fitness, and the best tasting supplements on the planet. I can attest, I'm obsessed with their Simply Vanilla Protein Powder. You have to check this out. Each serving of this contains 20 grams of grass-fed whey protein. The whey is cold processed from start to finish, keeping all the nutrients intact. Their formula also contains an enzyme blend to help your digestive system break down the protein into usable amino acids. This is a complete protein. They have 22 delicious all-natural flavors. Like I said, I love the Simply Vanilla. It tastes like ice cream. It's so freaking good. But they have tons of other unique flavors as well. They have brownie batter, coconut cream, chocolate peanut butter, cake batter, strawberry cheesecake, and mint chocolate cookie just to name a few. One of the things I love about Clean Simple Eats is their high ingredient standards. Their protein powder is non-GMO, gluten-free, third-party tested, which I love, always grass-fed, and made with zero artificial ingredients. This stuff is so good. This protein powder is creamy and smooth. There's no chalky texture, which so many protein powders have. It tastes so good. I love it. I know you're going to love it as well. Visit cleansimpleeats.com and use code WILLCOLE at checkout for 20% off your first order. That's cleansimpleeats.com. Use code WILLCOLE at checkout for 20% off your first order. I'm curious with your, do you recoil at that flippant maybe term that I used of spirituality, would you call yourself spiritual? Because oftentimes people that do meditation and yoga obviously have some sort of spiritual aspect of it. How would you describe that for you personally? So it's uh, the term I have an issue with, but I also have a, a problem, an issue with the term meditation. Because for me, you know, I, for me, it's not a trend. It's something that is very much needed in my life. I do it twice mm -hmm. a day, morning and evening. Like, you know, like my breathing and my cold shower, my meditation, you know, and, you know, I don't eat much sugar at all. I mean, I'm very, you know, in, in a, but it's, I don't have a choice. It's, it's my little line, you know, if I go away from that, I, I lose it. So it helps me maintain, you know, and people say that as well. Oh, but you're there. I'm like, you're never really there. You're there, but then you have to maintain to keep, you know, happy. And I know where my happiness and my balance and my, you know, kind of equilibrium, you know, stands. So am I spiritual? Which means, I don't know. I mean, Einstein said, you know, tell me, you know, do you believe in God? And, you know, and Einstein replied, tell me what, what, you know, what you imply by God first. And then I tell you if I believe in it. And I think for me, it's a bit like this, you know, if mm -hmm. I don't really believe in, you know, in, in a God as a, you know, entity telling you what to do at all because of my upbringing. However, I really believe in nature. I really believe in, you know, in compassion. And I really believe also that when I do my meditations and I find this point of consciousness, I have mm -hmm. the most beautiful experiences ever which is, you know, beyond trend, beyond material, beyond, you know, you just find this place where in your mind it's, you know, it's unbelievable. And only yeah. by doing it, it's like learning the same way I, I taught myself the piano, right? I mean, 
mm-hmm. with my keys and but you know with the piano you know what people can do because you see it materially with meditation you cannot because it's only what people say but mm-hmm. what i can you know really really say for people you know it's it is incredible when you really do it but it has to take you know, a leap of faith, I guess, to to implement it in your daily life. It's not like this, that it's going to work. It's going to take a few days, a few weeks, and it works. I think, and, you know, I cannot wait to read your books, but it's, it's a, again, it's a holistic part, right? So am I spiritual? Mm-hmm. Yeah. If it's like this, yeah. then yes, absolutely. Yes, if, like, I get it. I, I totally understand it. And then what I hear you saying, and it's the same with me too, it's not about the mind or theology or ideas, which is just... It's just ideas, right? It's may or may not be true. It's idea. But what you're experiencing, what you're talking about and explaining is an experience. And how do you integrate these things that actually shifts things in your body that you can experience this experiential benefit of meditation and breath work and yoga, whatever it is. I love that. And there's so much compelling research in the scientific literature looking at how music and music therapy, sound therapy, sound baths, things like this, can actually improve people's pain levels or improve things like anxiety and depression, improve different autoimmune responses as far as flare-ups are concerned. And it's used in many different modalities in the scientific literature and in the clinical setting. I can only imagine the stories that you hear. Can you share a story that you've heard on what your music has done for their life specifically? I wouldn't even know where to start. I mean, two days ago, I had this woman telling me that her mother, you know, passed away and and listening to I Love You, you know, on the loop really saved her and took her to another world and helped her heal. Uh, I had, you know, in, in, in Berlin a, f- a few few months ago, this man coming with his sister-in-law because her husband, so his brother, was dying at the hospital. He was in a coma. And they put my music, apparently was the only thing he reacted to, you know, before dying. And 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 I received so many people like this. It's almost like a therapy. And to be honest with you, I I don't want to change anything, but it's it's heavy emotionally because they tell you this and and you feel your pain, you know. And I'm sure, you know, you seem very sensitive as well when you know when you hear someone saying saying something, you feel exactly you yeah. experience exactly the same pain as if it was yours and mm-hmm. and and it's it's a uh, but the beauty is it's positive because it's helping them you know it's helping you know apparently a lot of people so it makes me of course you know makes me feel very very good mm-hmm. yeah i know i'm the same way we're empathic people and it's i've just as this podcast really talks about it, it's what I do in functional medicine. There's a science and art, just like with your craft, there's a science and art to this healing and this tool of music. Do you have any, as an empathic person, do you have any protective mechanisms that you do to sort of not hold and carry all of that weight that you can get from a live show or hearing these stories? Absolutely, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, I have a very very healthy life uh you know i'm very well balanced you know i go to bed early and you know at my gig sometimes of course it's a bit late but when i go you know back to the hotel i, I you know i don't go and party i don't and again you know I, you know i never drink never do all this stuff which is very important for me you know i'm not saying don't do it i'm saying for me it's my experience and and uh, you know it, it helps me but make better music so being in a better 
position as well, you know, in better health to be able to give the music and be able to communicate with the people. So after the gigs, you're right, sometimes you've got the dopamine, so you're really high. So what I do, you know, I do a a few stretches, I do a, a bit of breathing, and then I meditate every night before going to bed to really lower my brain waves and then then i'm gone and, and then it works i love that what's meditation look like for you specifically do you have a specific type of meditation people are i'm sure very curious about what this looks like for you i mean it's yeah because it's true now that meditation is so trendy that you've got so many things and sometimes i'm like it must be very hard for people to start because it's so many things oh try this that, that but i mean and I'm not saying it doesn't work, but it's for me, the definition of meditation is to really get all these thoughts around like a cloud going away, right? So not stopping them, but just accepting them. They go, they go. And then when you refocus and I just talk to my subconscious focus and I just listen to my breathing, I don't affect it. And then in a few minutes, as I do it now a lot, you know, I've been doing it for years, in a few minutes, maybe 30 seconds, one minute, sometimes if I'm a bit more tense, five six and then it goes away you see mm. and and that's how and i feel it in my you know i feel it in, in my on my skin i feel it in my body i just you know and that's the most amazing now this said if i'm very very tense and it's a very intense gig then i will try you know to to do a, visual, a visualization as well right so sometimes i do that but my main meditation i listen to my breathing and i say to myself focus that's it. So I, you know, see what I mean. But so it, it's a long conversation. Then, if because of course the gratitude works, you know, for some stuff, you know, the, it's a, it's a whole world, right? And uh, it depends what you do. Of course, for healing as well, you know, of course, studies now more and more, which is uh, amazing. <laughs> Absolutely, and you're combining. And for people just to bring this home a little bit more concretely, what I feel like people are doing with your music, what I've done with your music is. It's the med- It's the actual benefits of music therapy itself, even if you're not meditating to it. But then the, on top of that, the, the benefits of meditation, it has to me an amplified effect. Is uh, You have two children, right? How, how old are they? Do they meditate with you at all? Oh, you're going to laugh. Yes. And, and they send me videos. I mean, like, you know, the, uh, my wife was, you know, send a video when I'm not there and you see them like doing the yoga and they do, <laughs> and, and they sit. But you know what I do? I, I, so three and four and a half, when I take them to bed and they don't want to sleep, I do the breathing. And when I don't do it, they're like, Papa, just do, do the breathing with us. So I lie down, I start doing my breathing and in less than 10 minutes, they sleep. That's amazing. It's a great <laughs> tool to support sleep. Definitely. It is, right? <laughs> For sure. Uh, the As far as your wellness, I always think uh, as, as far as me consulting patients and you eating this clean diet, do you does your whole family eat the way that you eat? Does your wife eat the way that you eat or is it different in the home? No, I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's very similar. Uh, but of course, you know, when you grow up and the way you do things, sometimes it's going to be di- a bit different. And, and I am... My wife always says, I don't know how you do it to have this discipline. Uh, but she hasn't been where I've been. <laughs> so True. That's why I, and I know, I know I cannot go back there, you know, without fear, because obviously for me, it's all about just getting rid of fear. And that's the best way, you know, again, to meditate and feel great. But yes, you know, they're very healthy. They drink and, and eat a lot of, you know, very good stuff. They're vegetarian as well. Obviously, you know, it's a it's a family thing. It's very important. I mean, for me to be in my environment where, you know, we're on the same wavelength and, you know, mm-hmm. it's uh, 
yeah, it's, it's important. Thank you. I love that. As a performer, what's your favorite, probably hard to pick, but what's your favorite song to perform live? Uh-huh. I would say the one is hard, but two, I would say I love you and, and drive. Love that. And as a songwriter, what was the hardest? Was there, is there a song that's the heart was the hardest for you to put together and to write? That's a very good question. Cause actually, yes. Uh, my song Ukiyo, because Ukiyo, and it's funny because Ukiyo is, you know, the um, part of the tree, you know, tree of light, you know, the, the one that got, you know, number one, uh, yeah, it, it's, it's really weird because we, we, we lost, you know, you know, we lost a baby when my wife was pregnant, like seven mm. months, you know, which is, I know it, a bit of a taboo in our society and which mm. shouldn't because it's very hard for, for men, but for women, it's even, I mean, and it was a very scary, very, very, very difficult moment. And I started making, you know, the beginning of Ukiyo. And, uh, and I was actually, I just landed in China, you know, in, in, in Beijing. And then my sister-in-law calls me and I, and I feel it, you know, you feel things, you know, and I'm like, oh God. So it was a nightmare. I had to, to go back, you know, straight away. I just landed straight away to Paris. Right. And, and I go to the hospital and I see, you know, and, and that song was just in my mind, but like something a bit blurry, like it was there and it wasn't made in in one go. It had, you know, mm -hmm. these several things. Uh, it was very, very weird. And then after that, she got pregnant with our daughter, Liana. And it's funny, as if her was healing me and giving me, it was a really weird, you know, thing. It's a, and that's why I am like, let's say spiritual, because I don't, we don't control anything, right? I mean, sometimes it's synchronicity. You don't know where it comes mm -hmm. from, but it's here. And, and the more, mm -hmm. you know, mindful you are, the more you see it. And yes. uh, I remember it was so tough for us that, you know, I was just on the piano uh, in London, in London, you know, and, and then I hear more these, you know, these sounds coming back together, the second part and, and, and then the, you know, the, the change and these harmonies. And then I hear, and I was like, you know, I felt like, like, like a rope, like someone giving me a rope to take and go to a place. It was very, very intense. And then, yeah, and then Yukio came to life, and I was playing all the time, all the time, all the time. And then my, my little girl, she was like, I think a year and a half, like not more, a year and a half. And then she sings, da, 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 da. and I'm like, what? <laughs> so it was, uh, yeah, that's wow. That was the most, uh, yeah. That's a great, crazy story. Thank you for sharing that. Is there any, like, I'm curious, are there any other instruments that you play other than the piano or is that, what's that, what's that like for you? Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I play uh, many things because I, I love, love, love music. You know, I have a handpan, I've got, you know, guitars and, and I've got, you know, jumbies and dobukas and, uh, you know, I have a gong here that, that I love. I see the, I see the massive gong behind you for people that are listening and not watching this. Yeah. Do you play the gong too? <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, you know, it's, a, yeah, absolutely. Because it has, you know, different ways, you know, to just one sound for me, there is not one sound, you know, even if it's one mm -hmm. note, one vibration, the way you, you make it, you can go, you know, way further. So I love exploring things and, you know, and flutes and, you know, like everything basically that has a sound, I want to play it. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, so cool. My friend, this has been a great conversation. As you know, the podcast is called The Art of Being Well. 
At the end of every episode, we have your art of being well. This is Riopi's art of being well. I want to pick your brain about a few different things within wellness. The first question is, what's the worst tasting healthy food that you still eat, but be, it's, because it's so good for you, it tastes horrible. What's that food for you? <laughs> a croissant. <laughs> <laughs> That's, that is a very good question. It is my little... Uh, uh, Pêche mignon, we would say in, in France, you know, my guilty pleasure uh, oh, because okay. I, I don't eat flour and bread and stuff, but I'm French. And once <laughs> in a while, I'm going to have a little, you know, okay, I'll have a croissant. But <laughs> I love it. So that's your guilty pleasure, but it tastes good. Do you have any health, health, like on the opposite side of that, do you have a healthy food that you eat, but you do it because of its health benefits, but it tastes really bad. It tastes like a gross, gross tasting food. Uh, it's a very good question, but I would say, no, I don't. Why? Because my wife always says, I, I can eat anything that, that, that is good and healthy. You know, sometimes I just take the vegetables, I, I mix them in the blender, like raw, you know, quite often actually. And I, and I, and I drink this because I know my body needs it, but I, I, I found other ways you know, like other ways to, to, to be happy. Uh, food in itself now doesn't make, it's not, you know, for me, it's not a, a drive anymore at all. I'm not like, oh yeah, let's go to the restaurant because yeah. I think it's too much sugar, too much. And and then I feel it in my body. I feel it in my, the quality of my consciousness. So I, I don't really, you know, care for food, you know, my, that much, you know, only the little croissant, as I said, <laughs> because it tastes good. <laughs> but the, the, the other way, I don't really have any, you know. I love it. So, I mean, you've just kind of shifted your whole paradigm towards food itself. It's you, you, it's utilitarian in in some ways for you. It's it's you know what it it makes you feel good, consciousness wise, body wise. But it's not like oh yeah, it, delicious. But there's a lot of good delicious vegetarian and vegan foods out there too. Well, yeah. the, if you had to pick your ideal dream vacation, what's your what's your dream vacation, dream holiday? Well, that's really funny because you would have asked me, you know, 10 years ago, I would have said, I don't know, like, you know, by the beach in the, you know, you know, something very exotic. And nowadays I, 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 I don't really have a, a dream vacation anymore uh, as, as such, you know, I think, yeah. Uh, so I'm, I'm very happy about that, which means I don't have a, a huge desire to go so somewhere else. You know? <laughs> yeah. Maybe your life's a vacation. I don't know. Maybe you're Yeah, I mean. <laughs> That's how I want to see it. And that's, you know, and I work very hard at it. And as I say to people, you know, I'm, you know, I'm far to be perfect, but I'm always trying, you know, every day for me is a, you know, a way to be, to be able to person more compassionate and, and, and kind to yourself, which is the first thing, right? I hated myself for so long and, and now I accept myself and it's funny. It changes everything, right? Yeah, absolutely. What are two supplements? Do you take supplements? And if so, what are two supplements that have been the biggest supporters for you the ones you found the most benefit from all right so that's a <laughs> that's a good one uh i'm a bit of a weirdo maybe for that but first i distill my own water okay so, yeah i distill it and then i do remineralize with electrolytes you know so <laughs> i know i'm a but but it's it this is the place to talk about this Ryopi. this that's is what the i place. thought i was like you know what you know <laughs> damn it but it's i mean this is something i really love like my water i love 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 drinking my i mean it's absolutely free of of, of everything and then i you know in, in terms of supplements uh, i do take you know uh sodium ascorbate you know as you Vitamin know 
absolutely. So orthomolecular, yeah. you know, medicine. I actually, my kids, is, you know, they when they get sick, they just stay there in high doses and, you know, that's it. And it works so, so, so well, right? I mean, you've got ways to do it. I'm sure you know, but this is incredible. So I do this and uh, I mean, pretty much that's it. You know, it's uh, I try and not take much, but I will do, of course, once in a while, if my body needs it, you know, a bit more electrolytes, but perhaps and, and mm-hmm. you know, but electrolytes, vitamin C, and that's pretty much it. Yeah, I have to say, electrolytes are so, uh, I think, underestimated by the common person, how powerful they are. The amount of the, the amount of people that I see struggling with fatigue and brain fog and cravings that and migraines, just if they're getting proper sodium, potassium, magnesium, calcium in their life, it really can be, because it's such a powerful tool that our body uses for nerve conduction and electrical impulses in the body. So how much do you, are you adding it in as you're distilling it, you're just adding in the electrolytes back in. Do you have a specific electrolyte supplement that you like? So I've been using the, I think it's called TMS, uh, TMS Port, I think. uh, It's an American brand uh, and I think it's very good. It's very effective. Uh, A teaspoon, right? So sometimes I put it in, of course, I mean, most of the time I put it in the, you know, in the uh, distilled water. Uh, for sure, it's also an American brand, Durastil. You know my my, my machine, which is uh, I, I for me it's unbelievable because it's H two O, right? People, because I had people telling me, I had a doctor, French doctor, telling me, oh my god, you you're killing your you're killing yourself. I'm like, well, I've been doing it for years, and and uh, and also that's what you give to a kid, right? You give you know not mineral water to to a baby. You you give so if the the baby can take it, then I can take it. Mm-hmm. And then it was like, yeah, but you need minerals, like I say, yeah, but it's inorganic minerals. So, and the soils, you know, are really shitty all over the planet. <laughs> so, you know, we need to have you know, good. And so, yeah, doing that, it's, it's absolutely um, amazing. Yeah. But did you ask a question that I just. No, no, you, you got, you answered it. So what's the name of the machine that distills your water? Durastil. Durastil. Okay, great. I've got two. But, uh, so I've got one, uh, which is the Mega Home. So that's a small one for like, I think it's five liters and it's great. You just put it, bam, bam. So if you go, you know, it's, it's really practical. And the other one is Durastil. And this one makes like, you know, 40 liters automatic all the time. You know, it's, it's linked on the, you know, on the water uh, pipe, which, which is really great. Because also our skin, right? I mean, I feel it on my skin, right? If you go good water, it absorbs uh, you know, mm-hmm. your your skin, your hair, everything. You, mm-hmm. you it's oxygen basically, right? And H two O. It's not H two O plus shit in your skin. You know, it. <laughs> <laughs> it shouldn't be, but it is for many people. You're right. Sadly, what's your favorite restaurant in the world? You get to travel the world on tour. What's your favorite restaurant in the world? And when you're there, what do you order? <laughs> God, I, I don't know if I'm going to be uh, hated or like, but well, I think the main <laughs> issue I have with most restaurants, it's funny you say that because I am looking for in my head to like an amazing restaurant where I can just get raw vegetables, you know, and be like, <laughs> wow, it's organic and it's good for me and it's healthy. And then I feel good. you know. But most restaurants, I don't even know what I'm eating. Any man, if it's even if it's a five star, you know, or if it's it's the same stuff for me, it's full of sugar. Even the organ, even the vegan restaurants, they add a lot of sugar, and and my body is very. I mean, my mind, I'm very receptive to that. So I don't really crave, you know, for restaurants. And if you ask me, oh, but do you love going to there? I'm like, no, I I, don't, I really don't like it. You know, it's tough because I know people, and I'm a bit of a sociable person because I have to. So I do have, you know, when I'm on tour and it's really tough. So, but they know they bring me organic vegetables and fruit to my, you know. 
<laughs> you just have a pile of broccoli, raw broccoli. <laughs> and, and, and I love it. And I, I really love, love I it. I love it. I love it. it you, I, that is the mindset. That's the mindset to have. So what do you find that it's, I mean, when you are traveling, do you stock the fridge up with fruits and vegetables in the hotels? Or what does that look like for you? You know what? When I travel, and which is at this, uh, all the time, I end up uh, doing uh, basically fasting every day. When I say every mm -hmm. day, it's like I eat and, and I do this. Honestly, for the last two years, I've been doing that 80% of my time. I eat at midday, you know, and I will eat a, a big salad, you know, if I can have one, but like mostly mm -hmm. a very big salad with, you know, I don't know, fruits and vegetables, you know, I try to avoid those, you know, like, you know, everything that. And, uh, and then I, I don't eat anything in the evening and I don't eat anything the next morning. Mm -hmm. Why? Because on the plane, otherwise I also get sick and never eat on the plane ever, ever, ever. I feel my body contracts. It's, you know, so I do a bit of breathing and, uh, and I meditate a lot actually on the plane because it helps me, you know, really get my body. I think, I don't know why, but I, I react a lot to, yeah, to, to, to travel like this. So, and mm -hmm. when I do this, I keep healthy, I'm not dehydrated and I don't have a jet lag as such. Yeah. So, you know, it really works. Yeah, fasting is a great way. Fasting is a great way to support your gut health, to lower inflammation, support brain health. Yeah, I talk. We talk a lot about it on the podcast and written about it. The your what's the your average? How long are you fasting on a typical day? Do you do you know roughly the amount of time? Is it like a do you do OMAD? It seems like you almost do OMAD in a way, which is one meal a day. Do you do so it's closer called OMAD? To that? OMAD is the acronym oh. O M A D. Uh, all right. One meal a day. Is that what you do? You're basically getting all your calories in in like a one meal or so? Um, honestly, yes, pretty much. But I'm not religious. So if my body says, oh, you know what? You feel like a banana, you know, at mm -hmm. four o'clock in the afternoon, then I'll have it, you know, or an apple in the morning. I have it. I but it's like it. coffee, right? Yeah. I mean, I'm trying to most of the time I would say, yeah, it's roughly 20, 24 hours. But again, you know, if I my body feels like you need to have something, but I don't eat much, you know, I, I'd rather have, you know, small as well, you know, not like, you know, so at midday when I say a big salad, because it's quite light on, on my body. Right. So and little, I don't know, little grains as well, sometimes nuts and, you know, but I it's, uh, I try and listen because I think everybody is different, right? So I listen to my body and what, what I need. I'm mm -hmm. very, you know, yeah, I'm very aware of it. I, I know myself intuitive. quite well now. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, look, hey, you didn't, you didn't even know this, but I, what I tell my patients is to always be an intuitive faster. Why I titled my third book was it called Intuitive Fasting. Ryopi, because you're so intuitive, that's what you do is just regular part of your life. If cool. there's no religiosity or obsession about it. If you want to break a fast, you're following your body's guidance on that. I think that's the way that everybody should be doing these things. Oh, I love hearing this. I, I agree. And, and that's why it's, it's funny because it's for me, you know, I'm 39 and I've had so many health issues since I'm a kid that every day of my life was a struggle to try and understand. But now mm -hmm. I've found a way that, that, that really works for me and, and hearing you, you know, understanding it and, and, you know, not judging it and being actually quite, you know, uh, nice about it. I, it. It makes me, it makes me feel good. You know, of I, course. I love it. We're, we're the same age too, man. 1983. Are you, are you no 1980? Yes. Yeah, 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 83 yeah. Too. Hey, 83 babies. Come on. Wh wh which month? <laughs> October. When? Uh, October 5th, 1983. Oh, wow. So you're Libra as well. Yeah. Are you a Libra? 
Yeah, 28th oh, of September. Yeah. Oh my gosh. See, well, I knew we were soul brothers. I knew about it. There, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> what is the weirdest wellness thing that you've done that you're willing to admit on a podcast? Oh yeah. Uh, I mean, quite a few. Well, all right. I I have a little, <laughs> I have a bit of a lab at home. So I love trying everything I can, you know, and, and I tried this uh, peroxide, hydrogen peroxide. Tried it on my on, on my on my skin and stuff. I was, oh, that's great. That really works. Put it everywhere, <laughs> and then went to the sun. Oh my god! <laughs> so that was that was very stupid of me. So then, of course, my my beard was dyed. Everything was everything dyed. was orange. <laughs> yeah, my god! Yeah, that's that was funny. that was pretty pretty dumb. And I've done quite a, a few stuff like this, you know, sometimes to try things or you know, even the ice bath. You know, I do the ice, of course. You know, I'm a you know, uh, I ended up at Wim Hof's, you know, house in Netherlands. You know, going to the pond. <laughs> yeah, I, have you had him on the on his on your podcast? No, no, we've talked before about it, but he has yet to come on. But we'll get him on. Sooner yeah, or later. I mean, is it, the crazy motherfucker as he calls himself? <laughs> I think, and he's an amazing and real. Yeah, is is the real deal? Absolutely, yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. So, what do you do? Cold baths pretty often, or what? What's that look like? I mean, I love to challenge myself. I love to, you know, and that's why my, my, my lifestyle is a bit, but I love music always come back to my core, right? And for this, I'm like, all right, how, how do you compose? How, you know, how do you make music? And I'm always looking for this. It's like a quest, you know, I'm, I feel like a hobbit, you know, like looking for a ring or something. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking for this perfect combination of sounds that's going to make me, you know, and make, you know, the whole world better, basically. That's, that's my quest. I love so, it. You're Frodo. You're, you're the musical well, Frodo. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> my friend, this has been a great conversation. Where can people go online to learn about your work, your music, all the things we've talked about? I mean, of course, you know, I guess in, in the US on Amazon and, and Spotify and, and yeah. My friend, that this has been a great conversation. Come back anytime. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. Thanks again for listening to The Art of Being Well. If you have a chance, please rate and review the podcast here. And if you like what you're hearing, hit follow and pass it along to a friend. To see more, head to drwillcole.com slash podcast. I'll be back again next Thursday, and I hope you will too. Talk soon. note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.